Hello, this is Susan Marie and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and by subscribing to my newsletter on my website, suemarie.info. Today's episode is dedicated to the victims and families of the New Zealand terrorist attack. What is xenophobia? Let's theoretically define four terms simply. Microaggression, bias, terror, and terrorist. Microaggressions are everyday verbal and nonverbal, slight snubs and insults. They can be intentional or unintentional, but they communicate hostile, derogatory, and negative messages to target people based on their marginalized group membership in society. There are two types of biases. Conscious bias, also known as explicit bias, which means you are 100% aware of what you are saying, doing, how you are behaving. An unconscious bias is known as implicit bias, means you're, you're not conscious of the things that you're saying and doing. The word terror is interesting to me because if you just look at the definition, terror means a person who causes trouble or annoyance. Pretty much all of us. Who has not ever caused trouble or annoyance? However, when you take that definition a bit further, NATO defines terrorism in the AAP 06 NATO Glossary of Terms and Definitions Edition 2014 as the unlawful use or threatened use of force or violence against individuals or property in an attempt to coerce or intimidate governments or societies to achieve political, religious, or ideological objectives. Terrorist. So what is xenophobia? Xenophobia is the fear and distrust of something that is foreign or strange. And it sounds simple, right? But the most severe form is when an entire group is not considered a part of the society. And that results in hostility and violence to persecution of the group through genocide. Examples are the Holocaust, the murder of black families by the KKK, the caste system in India, the Rwanda genocide, the treatment of the indigenous in America by colonists, and the war on terror and Muslims. But why is this a problem? Xenophobia creates irrational suspicion of the activities of others. And the desire is to eliminate the presence of another human being due to one's own insecurity that someone else may threaten one's ideal of how someone should exist. And it relates to a fear of losing national, ethnic, or racial identity. Think about that for a second. So what does this really mean? It means that most of us are not aware that we have subconscious and unconscious perceptions about someone that is different than how we are. It means that we must recognize in our own selves such behaviors, address them, and overcome irrational perceptions of others in order to understand another's experience so we're able to stand in solidarity instead of being the oppressor. It is your job, yes, one of your reasons for existing, 
to be fully conscious and responsible for your own actions, behaviors, and speech. So when you are in a privileged state of existence, economically, educationally, ethnically, racially, due to your gender or sexual orientation, it is absolutely necessary for you to be conscious of how you are affecting others with the terminology you use, the way you treat others, how you treat yourself and behaviors you display. I mean, when you think about it, children copy their parents simply by watching and listening, by observation. Imagine how nations of people copy behaviors when someone has a massive global platform such as media, radio, politics, religion, and activism. Dr. J. Renee Navarro, Vice Chancellor of the University of California, San Francisco's Office of Diversity and Outreach, she educates the public on unconscious bias. She states that bias is a prejudice in favor of or against one thing, person, or group compared with another, usually in a way that's considered to be unfair. Biases may be held by an individual, group, or institution and can have negative or positive consequences. As we discussed before, there's conscious and unconscious bias. And it's important to note that they're not limited to ethnicity and race. Biases exist towards any social group. It could be one's age, gender, gender identity, physical abilities, religion, sexual orientation, weight, and other characteristics. The good thing is that unconscious biases are not permanent. They are malleable. And steps can be taken to limit their impact on our thoughts and behaviors. Three simple ways. Promoting self-awareness. Opportunities to have discussions with others, especially those from dissimilar groups. And facilitated discussions and training sessions promoting bias literacy. So here's what we know. Unconscious biases develop at an early age. They emerge during middle childhood and appear to develop across childhood. Think about that for a second. That is mind-blowing. Harvard University developed Project Implicit. This is fascinating. This test has numerous sections ranging from ethnicity to age and weight of people. So take your time with what part of the test speaks to you. I selected the Muslim task. And at first, it allows you to choose words like love, hate, trust, hurt, bliss, and apply that to Muslims or non-Muslims. And a few screens of this, you must do it quickly too without thinking too much. Then the answers switch, meaning the keys you use to say good things about Muslims change to the keys to place the bad words in like hate and distrust. And what occurs is cognitively, your brain starts to recognize consciously what you are choosing and doing instead of it being automatic. So this test makes you aware of your choices. It causes you to think of what you are doing and choose to place a word like hate by the term Muslim. The sorting test I took is called the Implicit Association Test, IAT. While I was taking this test, it was mind-blowing because I felt my brain switch. First, it was automatic, like you have the remote control and you're watching TV and you're just clicking through the channel, the first several screens, and then you have to actually stop and think because you'll make a mistake because it switches you up, so then it causes you to think. I'm going to go take the rest of the IAT concepts online through Harvard. So does everybody want to know what my results were for the Muslim implicit bias test? My results stated that I have a strong preference for Muslims over other people. 
And that really made me smile. That does not mean I don't love everyone. Quite the opposite. It only means I do not have implicit bias towards Muslims. I have a simple activity everyone can take part in. This is extremely rewarding, I promise. I want you to connect to someone that does not practice your religion, does not share your sexual gender or orientation, someone that does not share your nationality, ethnicity, race, age, or political affiliation, someone who is 100% different than you are except for the integral, most important aspect that they are indeed a human being just like you. This cannot be someone you already know. Say hello. Start a discussion. Listen and digest what they are saying to you before responding, before just wanting to spout your own opinion. Find out about their likes and dislikes. Learn of their culture, language, nation, faith, and existence. If someone is not open to speaking to you, that's okay. Try someone else. But please, do not take these things personal. We are only responsible for our own behavior. I'm 100% sure that during rational, kind discussion, you will find that the two of you are more alike than you are different. The world has taught me new languages, new religious practices. The world has taught me about cultures and histories of nations. I have and continue to let go of microaggressions that I subconsciously harbored due to long-term societal and institutional influence. I have brothers and sisters all over this globe And I am a better person due to all of the people I simply started a discussion with. You just might find a lifelong bond, a best friend, a brother or sister, and someone that shares the same human concerns you do. You just might learn something new. Terrorism has no face, no race, no religion, no culture, nor nation. Join me next week for more interesting discussions and check out last week's episode on the five senses.